Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, an explosion at Orlando International Airport causes panic and an evacuation. Disney's fourth quarter earnings report is out, and we'll talk about the stuff we're interested in. And what the hell is going on with Hall of Presidents? The team will discuss why the addition of Donald Trump uh, is taking so long. Uh, we're also going to tell you who won the stay in the Cinderella Castle suite at Magic Kingdom as part of that fundraiser for Give Kids the World. And a little later on, we're going to tell you our thoughts on this year's Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 965 for the week of November 14th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles. Hey. Charles Boda. Hello. Kathy Warling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. And our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And as you can see, we have decorated for the holidays. <laughs> I don't think we've done this before, have no. we? Mm-hmm. We haven't decorated. I've wanted to for a while. And I am, yes, I am one of those people that my decorations are up right after Halloween. And I figure for all the effort that I'm going to put into decorating, I want it around for a while. So I like to enjoy it. My house is always decorated by Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gotten a little earlier in the past couple of years. But are you, are you all right, darling? No, I'm not. You, I'm going to ruffle through and get a mint, okay? Okay, Keep talking. You, you, you do that. Carry you on. That. It is a radio show. Just like I so. know. <laughs> um, get the big bag of secrets. So, yeah, we, we, finally, uh, we finally decided to do the studio. Hope you enjoy it. And if you got a problem with people decorating before Thanksgiving, keep it to yourself. I really don't care. Some people are just, <laughs> oh, it's not even Thanksgiving. Who cares? It's your house. It's my house. I found him. Oh, that, that, thanks, thanks for the update. We <laughs> Breaking <really> news. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's uh, a couple things in housekeeping. First of all, John and Kevin are not here this week. Uh, Kevin uh, had some things he had to take care of uh, needed John's help. So, everything's all right. Just uh, not here this week. Hopefully, they'll be back with us next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, we found out who the winner of the stay in the Cinderella Castle oh, Suite I've been wondering about that. Was. Because it wasn't me. I didn't get notified. Well, yeah. it was not you. It was not anyone in this room. I don't even, th- I'm not even sure, you know, she might be, she might, she might have found out about it through us, but I don't know. Um, her name is Chloe. She is a 24 year old who lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. And according to the bio provided to us by Give Kids the World, she grew up watching Disney movies and absolutely loves the magic and wonder that Disney brings people. She loves writing stories and is currently teaching herself Japanese. Um, when they made the reference call um, with her, uh, she mentioned that she suffers from a chronic illness and was immediately drawn to the mission of Give Kids the World Village and was happy to donate regardless of the outcome, something we heard from an awful lot of folks. Hmm. Um, and even though she ended up winning, she was happy to know she was helping children with similar health issues live their dreams through the work of Give Kids the World. Aww. So congratulations, Chloe. Um, you are going to live an experience that millions of people uh, would love love to have and really you know congratulations to you and while I you know give kids the world is not has not announced or even told me 
uh, how much they raised, what they have said, is it well went well, 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 well beyond anything they could have imagined. They okay. did really well with this. An awful lot of families are uh, going to be helped out by the money raised through this by this amazing organization. And we got to give a shout out to Omaze. Um, they did an amazing job promoting this. You could not go anywhere on Facebook without seeing this. Yeah. yeah. They did an amazing job promoting it. In large measure, I think um, uh, the success of it was, was due to that. And I know that I want to thank all of you who donated uh, to this. Um, you know, I think uh, combined, we all, we all did our part. Uh, to help make this something really special, something that really exceeded their expectations. And it's really nice um, to see people, you know, for people who, whose, whose mission in life is to fulfill the wishes of others, to watch their wishes be so far exceeded by something like this and what their expectations were. So I know the folks over at Give Kids the World are thrilled. We're thrilled. I know Chloe in Cincinnati, Ohio is thrilled. Mm-hmm. So I hope uh, she documents it. I, I think she. I oh, couldn't. I, I can't imagine staying there and not documenting it. Like, well, that's every because, second. That's because that's what, kind of what we do for a living. We yeah. document every it's bite like, of food we eat. Check out the toilet um, now. It flushes. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, but uh, so congratulations, congratulations to Chloe. One other thing I want to mention in uh, housekeeping, and this is just a little plug. Um, newest member of our team out in California, uh, Tyler Crouch, uh, took it upon himself to do um, a new series of video podcasts that I've been loving. I, I know it's not for everybody, I think, but I have absolutely been loving. He's calling it Diz Arcade, and he's taking classic Disney video games, and he's kind of talking you through them. And, you know, the two games he's done so far were not games I was particularly interested in, but I was riveted by like watching it and listening to him describe it. It's really a lot of fun. So uh, we're going to make sure we have a link to that in the show notes page so you can go check that out. Uh, but I thought Tyler did a great job on that. I was really, uh, I'm like, I'm like a fan of this. So you went and it, bought these games now? Well, no, I already had them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you realize I have 1,100 <laughs> games in my library. So chances are I'm good, especially the Disney ones. I always go out of my way for those. Um, although I picked up one. I haven't played it yet. It was Noah's Ark 3D for the Super Nintendo. It was like a really rare find. And I'm like, this I got to see. Got to see what that looks like. But um, I've actually, I'm, I'm like, I've become a fan of this, of this show, um, which is kind of weird. You know, I'm, it is, right? Yeah. It is that, you know, I'm a fan of a show that, you know, effectively <laughs> I'm producing. Um but I'm I, I'm really into it and I really like it. So go check it out. Hey, check out that and all the uh, all the videos. Our amazing team produces uh, every week. Diz Unplugged. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Diz Unplugged, and of course uh, YouTube.com/slash WDW Info. That's our other channel. It's more sedate. It's where our daily fixes live and some other more timeless stuff lives. It's a very sedate channel. It's like the spa room of <laughs> oh, our YouTube. Wow. Of our YouTube. It's meaningful, meaningful, but sedate. Um, whereas, you know, uh, the the Unplugged channel is more the romper room. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, is how I would do, how, how, the how romper I would describe. Room. It. Let's go for some rebranding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craig is so thrilled that I'm making these analogies right now. Um, <laughs> oh. And I'm taking the opportunity today to drink out of my Main Street Bakery mug because I'm still pissed off as a Starbucks where a bakery ought to be. But we won't go. We won't go into that. Um, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? 
Just a quick note. Teresa and I went down to give kids the world on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Took Stella down to tour. Did I win? Did I win? Did I win? Is that what y'all did? <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> when can I go down to my suite? Right. But, it, you know, I've taken the tour down there numerous times. But every time I go, we see something else. But, it, you know, it just reminds you what a special place. How do people go about uh, arranging for a tour? I guess just talk to Nicole or go through the volunteer office. Just call the office and just uh, tell them you want to come down and tour. Stella had never been, and I thought it was, she's 15, so I thought it was time to get her down God, there. And, is she really? Yeah. Get her down there and check it out. And she was reluctant. She's like, oh, I don't want to go. She was not sure what she was going to see. I said, look, it's middle of the day. Most of the kids are in the parks. So, you know, if that was what she was worried about, because that was my first worry, too, how I was going to handle that. But we went in. Nicole gave us an awesome tour. And Stella was quiet on the way home. She's always quiet. But I said, well, how'd you like it? And she told me what she liked the best and what she, you know, what she wants to do when, when she volunteers. <clears throat> if you're under, I think it's 13 to 15 or 12, 13. If you're under 16, you have to volunteer with the parent and stay with the parent. Once you're 16, you can branch off and do it on your own. So oh, cool. We'll do it together. Um, and they've got a spa down there that they didn't have last time mm-hmm. I was there. Really? Where you can get your hair done or your nails done. That's where Rhino That's and I got our tattoo. There. They watch yeah. Diz videos. Tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. That, it's they didn't so tell cool. me stays on for a week until but, after they put it on. <laughs> but alcohol takes it off. I learned that on day three. But <laughs> is, there's just so many different ways you can volunteer there. It takes 1,700 Volunteers, I think she said, mm-hmm. to keep that place going. Really? 1,700? Yeah. A week, yeah. Really? Not every shift, but a week. That's, yeah. that's how many spots they have. Wow. And you can sign up online, and then you have to take a class before mm-hmm. you can volunteer yeah. down there. Like an introductory thing. It's really cool. And some, she said some people volunteer every day, like retired people that mm-hmm. are in the area are there every day. So we're going to put it in our life rotation to get down there at least a couple times a year to well, a lot of people um are starting to they're calling it volunteerism um mm-hmm. people are taking a day out of their vacation yeah. it's well over. worth it it's well worth oh, yeah. it and it puts it all in perspective your life you know mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. but it's a happy place i mean it's a special place but i if you think you've got struggles or issues in your life all you need to do is go to give kids the world and you realize your issues are small compared mm-hmm. to a lot of other people. And it is a happy place. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, it's busted in every direction. It was hard to, you know, to know what you want to do when you're there. So just making a phone call to give kids the world mm-hmm. um, and set up a tour. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. All right. Anything else for housekeeping? Want to talk about ice cream? Uh, <laughs> you just did. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm done. Anything else? Anything, anything of importance for housekeeping? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. We've got a few things to talk about in the news. Uh, shortly after 5 p.m. on Friday, we were actually in the Magic Kingdom um, for, the Hall- uh, for the Halloween party, for the uh, Christmas party when the story broke, um, an overheated lithium-ion battery exploded in the main terminal of OIA, caused widespread panic and even an evacuation of the airport. Authorities gave the all-clear about uh, four hours after this, um, but uh, there were delays for uh, for the rest of that night and into Saturday. It affected everything because people that were there were people that were like taxiing on the runway 
where the planes were told to turn around and come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then everybody waited, and all the, every, every, you know, it was a full ground stop, which meant no planes took off, no planes landed. Uh, 24, uh, 27 flights were diverted um, to other airports. Um, people that were waiting at the gates that had already gone through security were told you have to go back out and come back through security again, go through the security screening process again. So it was really quite They quite even a had thing. people... I've always wanted, like when a tram breaks down, sometimes they'll give you the option of walking the the tram track. People went out that way, too. Well, they said that just, at, you know, in the panic that ensued when this happened, that people rushed the TSA, uh, the security gate, and pushed through. So many people that had not oh, been screened. Mm-hmm. Got, We're trying to get in. So that's why they had to, like, pull everybody out. Plus, a lot of people, what they refer to as self-evacuated. So you had a lot of people that were just running for the exits. Um, people, you know, in this day and age, you yeah. don't know. You right. hear an explosion. You see white smoke. You hear people yelling, bomb. Um, and I heard the security guard just grabbed the bag and started running with it. Yes. He had he no clue what, mm-hmm. what else was in there, but that yeah. was wow. extremely brave. It sounds like they were on it, though. To get well, it. They, it, it looks, from in, in some regards, yes. Like you hear a story like that where a security guard grabs his bag that is spewing white smoke um, and moves it to a place that he thought, because he put it between concrete planters, hmm. um, he figured if it did blow, that that would at least absorb some of the concussion. That was the best thing he could do in that moment. Um, but what ended up happening was you had police and security on bullhorns, and there was mass mass confusion and chaos. Wow. And it looked as though the airport was not prepared mm-hmm. for this. And that uh, that that came up. You know, there was a, a story yesterday in the Orlando Sentinel. That they did a, uh, you know, they did a postmortem on this over at OIA, and Phil Brown, who's the uh, director of the airport, said that they need to do better. Uh, he said the airport will look at using electronic billboards, a very loud announcement system, tied to the airport's fire alarm, and other means to better communicate the status of an emergency. Um, and so, and it, what this turned out to be was it wasn't a camera battery per se it was a lithium ion battery that was attached to something called a raspberry pi now if you're a geek you know what that is if you're not um, tell us what a raspberry pi is it's a small homemade computer you can buy all the components mm-hmm. um they run um uh, it runs an, usually runs an operating system like linux and you know a lot of people use it to create uh, ga- you know game systems um, or, you know, there's all sorts of crazy things that are run on a Raspberry Pi. And when I say it's small, I mean, it's like this big. And he was using a lithium ion battery uh, to power this thing. And that was the battery that that exploded. Did you know, find uh, it strange that when they showed the video of, the, you know, there was two bags sitting there? That the person who owned it, you didn't see them. You know how they always tell you don't leave your bag anywhere? Well, unless and it's going to explode. I know, but you would think that you'd stay. Yeah, stop, so- drop, and roll. <laughs> I, w- I would have still s- sort of stayed near it, or you would have been able to see in that video that that was my bag. So it was in this person's hand, and he dropped it? No, well, I, well there it was, was going- two bags on the floor. 
Yeah, it was going through. I think they were go, getting ready to go through security. Yeah. They were at the TSA checkpoint. And that's when the bag began spewing. Uh, there was an explosion. And then they said uh, a, a lot of very thick white smoke. How scary, though. Yeah, very. I mean, of course, in this day and age, I understand mm-hmm. why people panic. Mm-hmm. Um, makes perfect sense. But that's the that's the best thing that could happen for Orlando Airport <clears throat> is airports don't get to practice mass panic drills. They, yeah. they don't get 8,000 people to all try and figure out their drills or anything like right. that. So when it comes down to that, they just they now have the opportunity to see how maybe a potential act of terrorism or some kind of shooting, they see how people are going to react, and they can now plan accordingly for that. And nobody got seriously hurt or injured or anything like that. So this is really great news for Orlando International Airport. Now they have the ability to plan for that. That, And especially that it was a benign event, that it was not a terrorist attack. It was not an intentional explosion. This was just something that happens when you have lithium-ion batteries. This can happen. Um, so, yeah, your point's well taken. Uh, it, it also it also kind of drives home why they tell you not to put anything with a lithium-ion battery in your checked luggage. Uh, it is not common that these batteries will explode, but it does happen. And if it's in the cargo hold of the plane, it can cause a fire that, until it is catastrophic, will not be not yeah. be uh, noticed. Whereas if it happens, God forbid, in the passenger cabin... <clears throat> then there's an opportunity to put it out before it becomes catastrophic. So, um, and, you know, if you're not sure what a lithium-ion battery is, it's pretty much everything. It's in your laptops, it's in your phones, it's in your cameras, pretty much anything, any portable electronic device. If you're not putting AAA or AA batteries into it, and it still has power, and you got to plug it in to charge it, chances are it's a lithium-ion battery. should never be in your checked bags. This is why the TSA... Asked for that, and I noticed that um, more and more I'm finding not that I, you know, I never put any batteries in my uh, in my uh, my check bags, but I notice more and more, especially coming out of Los Angeles, that when I get home and I open my bag, there's a little note in there from TSA. We've gone through your bag, mm-hmm. um, but you know, so but you can help them out. And but do you really think that them having a louder communication and a message board? And you see everybody running. Are you going to go, oh, wait a minute. The board says it's okay. Well, I think the I think part of the problem that we, we were hearing is that the bullhorns were scaring the hell out of people. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you can't really understand. There's an explosion. Saying. There's a stampede. And there are bullhorns. It's, you know, whereas if there is, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a system-wide announcement, if there are places where alerts are coming up telling you this is what's going on, this is what you need to do right now. Um, it, it could it, This is it Mayor Buddy Dyer. We're just like, yeah. you know, let you know that. Right. <laughs> it's only Everything a- <laughs> is fine. I do have a question about the batteries. Okay, so it's in my phone. When my phone gets really, really hot, is that because of the battery? Mm-hmm. Sure. So do I put it down or what do no. we do? Well, I mean, no, they're probably just used to holding well, ice cream. When, when, when your phone, you know, when your phone heats up, that's usually uh, it's usually going to be when it's charging, or when it's uh, when it's working overtime. Um, normally, you know, phones, electronics are going to are going to heat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, your laptop, your phone, things like that. When they're doing something, they're going to heat up. 
uh, that's in and of itself not a problem. But overly hot. Um, it's I mean, I what, tell. Well, I mean, if it's hot to the point where, like, oh my, like, I've just picked up a boiling hot pan, yeah, you got a problem. Shy of that, you know, okay. if, 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 if you're concerned about it, certainly power it down. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, we had this issue. This was the issue with the Samsung Galaxy Note, the last generation mm. of the Samsung Galaxy Note phones. These batteries were defective. These were lithium-ion batteries that were defective and were exploding. Now, I believe there were seven of them that did this and required a recall of millions of devices as a result. And the, the factory that all of the recalled batteries went to ended up burning down. No, really? I didn't oh, know geez. that. Yeah, the, uh, the disposal, the, they sent it to a warehouse to dispose of all of them. And it burned down. That was like less publicized, but yeah. Pull your microphone yeah, actually sorry. a little closer. I think. Yeah, okay. there we go. How's that? That's better. Okay. Talk into this spot. Oh, <laughs> so it's um, you know, thankfully no one was hurt. Thankfully, this was a benign event. Um, I you know I I know that OIA generally speaking very well run airport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no doubt they're going to take this information and it's going to. You know, this is a great way, as, as Charles pointed out, it's the best thing in a way that could have happened at OIA because it gave them some really, really good information to be able to improve their processes without it being a terrorist attack, without anybody dying. So many times these lessons come on the other side of body counts. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, that was not the case here. So, um, you know, to the to the security officers and folks at OIA, thank you. Um and uh, to OIA management, please learn from this. And uh, to those of you walking around with lithium-ion batteries like all of us are, don't put them in your checked luggage. Don't ever put them in your checked luggage. Thank God that's not what yeah. happened here. Thank God. So there's that story. Um, the next story I want to talk about, uh, Disney released their – what? What's the no, no, no. I didn't know if we were getting to the, the Trump one yet. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> that's next. <laughs> That's the discussion story. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one is um, about Disney's uh, fourth quarter earnings report. They were released on Thursday, correct? Mm-hmm. Last Thursday? Uh, was their fourth quarter earnings and, and their year-end earnings because Disney's fiscal year ends September 30th and starts October 1st. A little different than most companies. Uh, overall, the news wasn't great. Um, revenue for the quarter dropped 3%. Revenue for the year was down 1%. Operating income was down 11%. Uh, the media networks didn't have great news. Um, this is under, in part because of uh, underperformance of the freeform cable network that Disney owns. wasn't doing quite so well. ESPN is continuing to lose viewers, but it did make up for that loss in higher rates. Um, movies were down 21% for the quarter and 11% for the year. Uh, parks and resorts were up overall, as was the only area of the company that was up. Um, it was a 6% increase over last year and a 7% increase in operating income, but that is due mostly to good performance internationally, specific, specifically Disneyland Paris and Shanghai Disneyland, both performing better than expected. Uh, Walt Disney World was the only one of the theme parks to suffer a loss, and Disney was saying that this was driven by higher costs and fewer occupied room nights, but they say the losses were offset somewhat by higher guest spending, read price hikes, uh, increased attendance and an increase in sales for DVC and better performance for Disney Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line did fairly well. 
and they said that that was driven by higher average ticket prices, which anybody that's ever yeah. booked a Disney Cruise Line mm-hmm. vacation has no trouble believing. Um, they are saying that Hurricane Irma's impact was financially significant, with some estimates, according to the Orlando Sentinel, being that Irma cost Disney $100 million. Um, and they said that on top of that, there was one of the other reasons Walt Disney World uh, had lower room nights was due to refurbishments and conversions over to Disney Vacation Club units. I think certainly uh, the rehab going on at Caribbean Beach right now yeah. is absolutely contributing to that. It's their largest or one of their largest uh, moderate resorts. Mm-hmm. So, um, but even with a less than stellar report, stocks still rose after the announcement, telling us that Wall Street is not the least bit concerned because mm-hmm. the future looks pretty mm-hmm. rosy. So, um, I think this stuff is looked at mostly as, you know, just the cost of doing business. This is, you know, the the, the cycles. You know, they had some movies last year that did really, really well. And while they had a good year this year, generally, you know, it wasn't quite as good. ESPN continues to be the bane of their existence. And now, Charles, you were talking to me earlier about, you know, um, them, you know, that their, their entire approach really going forward, especially with media, is direct to consumer. Yeah. Um, with the ESPN Plus, um, which, I mean, hopefully will fix their ESPN problems that they deal with us. And just so people understand, ESPN Plus is going to be their direct streaming service. Yeah, it's a direct streaming service, and I'm not sure yet exactly how that's going to work out as far as subscriber content is or uh, what the costs are going to be there. And then they also have their streaming service, which is going to have um, you know, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah this I, is, and that's why they had pulled the uh, licenses from Netflix mm-hmm. so that they're going to have that. Plus, they also announced that they're going to be doing a series. They're going to be doing like a uh, live action Star Wars series on that yeah. high school musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the reasons that uh, financially it it's going to take probably at least a year to start looking like that's, you know, like uh, they're making a decent profit from it is for all of their DTC stuff. That's where their investment in BAM tech came in. And that big financial investment in BAM tech is going to pay off if they start turning a profit from ESPN plus And if they start turning a profit from the streaming service. And BAMTech being the the, the technology, they bought that company that has the technology for the streaming. Is that correct? Yeah, well, they heavily invested in it. I don't think they outright purchased it. But, um, yeah, they invested a lot of money for this company to develop the streaming, uh, the technology to make these streaming services. So that's a large input that they put out. I don't remember exactly what the numbers were. But um, they said for the first three quarters, they're not going to see anything back. Uh, for the first three quarters of 2018, they won't see anything back. <laughs> and then once they release um, ESPN Plus, I think is spring of 2018, and the streaming service isn't going to be till late 2019. So those profits won't come in for a while now. But really, all their focus is right now on that direct-to-consumer thing. And I think that's why you're seeing that Wall Street wasn't particularly concerned with yeah. this earnings report. Um, and it, it, it's kind of, you know, the feeling I get in general, especially when you look at what's going on here in world, that uh, right now things are being affected by the mass amount of construction. Talking about, you know, Toy Story Land, um, uh, Star Wars Land, uh, the, the, you know, new hotel, all, all the things that they announced 
at D23 mm-hmm. back in July. So right now that's having an impact. When those things come online, think about the construction that went on at Disney Springs and what a nightmare it was. And then what, you know, once it all opened, you know, what a game changer it was. I think we're going to see that again here. So I think Wall Street's kind of looking at that, too, and saying, yeah, they're investing in this stuff, you know, um, so... They're not sitting on their hands in any of these areas. There's something big in the works. Whether every single one's going to be a huge profit, nobody can say. But a lot of them are going to be from the looks of it. I was very intrigued by the announcement that the streaming service was going to have a whole series of live action series based on properties they already own. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, Marvel, um, High School Musical. Why are they doing that? Because, you know, there's, there's, there's no corpse they won't beat. Yeah. Um, That's all. Oh, Lord. When we did the tour down at Give Kids the World, they were saying during the hurricane that um, Disney had, there was 23 families still left down at Give, Give Kids the World, and Disney took them all and put them on property. So when you moan about what Disney does. They didn't ask him to do it. No. And Disney volunteered to take these 23 families and put them on property. So you sort of have to keep that in the back of your mind, too. Like when you think like Disney's grabbing the money, they also try to do. Nice well, you know, I was thinking too. about that. When we talk, like, talk about $100 million spent on Irma. Think about the stories that were coming out after mm-hmm. uh, Irma of what they did, how they stepped up. Um, so I really hope. That hundred million will at least translate into well-deserved, good PR for them. Right, right. That this is a place you can trust to do the right thing when the crap hits the fan, and you know when this major hurricane is coming right towards us. Um, and they did; they did a great job. So yeah. I think we're, you know, it does say overall attendance at the U.S. parks was up two percent. And Disney cited the popularity of Flights of Passage in Animal Kingdom and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at California Adventure as a big part of the reason for that. So no, no, no question that I know uh, Avatar Land is definitely driving uh, oh, yeah. a lot of traffic. So, um, all right. So that's that story. We got those out of the way. <clears throat> so let's talk about Hall of Presidents. Um, Steve Porter put up an article yesterday which has done really really well about what's going on um there isn't a lot of information coming out of disney as to why hall of presidents is still closed how long has it taken in past presidents well i'm glad you asked that um it was closed for eight months after barack obama was elected into or sworn into office in mm-hmm. 2009 um disney was reporting we were putting on the site um, four back, years back in August. Mm. Back in August before the election, we were we were being told that it was going to be de- uh, closed for about six months, from January seventeenth to June 29th. Mm-hmm. So, so we're the open. original opening date, the original opening date, reopening date was scheduled to be June 29th. Now Disney has cited that they're doing rehabs. They do rehabs every single time they do this. Every time a new president is added. They take that opportunity. It has never taken this long. We are coming up on a year. Um, And, of course, because Disney isn't sharing what the delay is, they're really not saying anything, the Internet is ripe, rife, I should say, with speculation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. So, does President Trump have final say over this before they open it? I don't believe so. So he can't. He can't. He can't be the reason it's being held up. Well, or he we haven't be. heard. There was, you know, because after a president's elected, they work with Disney to, you know, do the thing, mm-hmm. and they usually donate an outfit. Last I heard, Trump hadn't provided well, his part. There was, there was, um, uh, I forgot the news. You might remember the uh, news outlet. It, it was a uh, vice uh, outlet on Motherboard, I think. Uh, last, uh, the writer's name was Wong, I believe. Okay. Who put out the ret- now retracted stories. Right. Was putting out, he put out, this guy put out two stories on Vice that uh, the White House wasn't cooperating. Okay. And that's why. And Disney, you know, Disney issued a very, 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 very strong, oh, almost immediate, yeah, yeah. full denial of that. That That is absolutely not true. And next thing we know, these two stories are being retracted. Yeah. Um, so when a, when a news organization, any news organization, retracts a story, it basically means it wasn't true. So I don't believe that that is the reason, that, that it's the White House. It could be something as little as looking for true sound bites. I mean, what's he going to say? Well, normally, I mean, it started with Bill Clinton. Yeah. Bill Clinton was the first president to uh, record a specific message for Hall of Presidents. Um, then George W. Bush did mm-hmm. that. Barack Obama did that. The assumption was, is, that Donald Trump was is going to do the same thing. I haven't heard yeah. mm-hmm. whether or not that's actually taken place. Um, I think it, it's, it's sad. I mean, I'm sure Disney's keeping it closed just because I think if they open it, it's not going to have – they they could do new animatronics. I had heard they were going to do an updated movie. It's not going to be the same. I can remember well, – how can it be, Kathy? They're putting somebody new in. But, no, but what I'm saying is I, I was there one Fourth of July, and I think it was the naturalization thing, and all the newly minted, you know, American, American citizens, citizens. Um, went to the Hall of Presidents and watched the show, and people cheered – deported (laughs) well they were they they were cheering they were clapping and i came out of there feeling you know like i was proud to be an american because that's part of the american experience and i can just see and i i could be wrong but i'm sure there's going to be lots of people who don't go in there with their best manners and start Oh, they're going to go in. And I was thinking also, like, is he going to be surrounded in plexiglass? Like, he's going to be like a little Trump, like, Pope Mobile, you know? Because they're, like, you just said, you know, just from reading on the internet, it yeah. is. Go ahead, Craig. Uh, it's the same thing, though, when Barack Obama came into office. Not I, I, every, I, I have to disagree. I have to disagree. No. Look, I'm not saying that Barack Obama did not have his detractors. He certainly did. It was nothing to the level of. Of what we see now. And I'm not going to talk about, nor am I going to let this discussion go, in a place where we talk about whether or not that is right or wrong or fair or not fair. Um, but I think a very safe, solid fact, not subject to interpretation, is that the polarization, the political polarization right now in the country is the worst it has ever been. We can all have our opinions as to why that is the case, but I think we can all agree it is the case. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this compares on any level 
to uh, I didn't get to finish. It was that I think that it's a thing that if people aren't happy about that he's in there, they're not going to subject themselves to sit through it. They're just not going to show up. I think no, I, 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 I think th- no, I think it's going to be. Well, then those people are idiots for going and sitting through something that they clearly disagree with. I think, I think, given the climate, and I think this is personally, if you want, I, I have no basis for this at all. None. It's just my gut feeling. The reason it's not open yet, Disney doesn't want the protests. Right. Mm-hmm. There will exactly. be people protesting out in front. There will be people disrupting the show. Whether you agree with, and I, I've said this before, and look, I have no problem saying I did not vote for Donald Trump. I am not a supporter of Donald Trump, but he's the duly elected president of the United States. He deserves a place in Hall of Presidents. I have nothing. I do not agree with him on anything, on anything. He was elected. Okay. And I don't want to hear about Russian. Do I think the Russians interfered? Sure, they did. Did they actually change votes? No, they didn't. Okay. So the vote count was accurate. The vote was legitimate. The man is president of the United States. And whether you like it or not, that's the fact. So, yeah, you know, it would be simple to say and right to say if you're not a supporter and you don't want to see his uh, his likeness in the Hall of Presidents, then don't go. Unfortunately, we all know that is not what's going to happen. Right. People are going to go in there and they are going to disrupt that show. And I think Disney is just like, okay, what do we do with this? Bullhorns. Wait it out. Bullhorns in Hall of Presidents. Bullhorns and lucky my batteries. Wait it out three more years. I was in the Hall of Presidents when Barack Obama came, whatever year that was. And we watched him. 2009, that, okay. that would have opened up. And I can remember people like talking back to the screen in the Hall of Presidents when they were showing Barack Obama talking, and he was talking about, I think, a jobs incentive program or something, which really wasn't all that controversial. But people then were yelling and, you know, carrying on. So what's it going to be like when Trump gets in there? I think, you know, I would hope Disney's looking at it. It's It doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit there now if that's going to be what happens you know you go to magic kingdom to forget about life for a while you don't go to to yell at the Good president point. and you know and they don't know how to handle that and i think that's what this is i yeah. really do so i just gonna not open it well you know let me throw this out what do you think the possibility is that they just literally reimagine this entire attraction and like you know, maybe there's, you know, maybe maybe we kind of revert to a, you know, uh, a beefed up version of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, um, yeah. where it's talking about the presidency and the democracy oh, without would- the spotlight on the individuals. You know, let's have, you know, let's have Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln and Kennedy and Reagan. Um, and, Just you know, let it be nobody's going to nobody's going to throw rocks at them. Um, well, maybe I don't know. Um, well, I, one I of the one of the initial theories, which once again that Vice article was retracted and everything like that. But one of the theories that was thrown out during it was that they would revert back to having just Washington and Lincoln, whose our opinions of them are not going to change drastically uh, over the next couple of years. Just having them speak, and then every other president could have an animatronic or silhouette somewhere in the background, but. Um, they wouldn't have any sitting president speak anymore, and that would clear up some of the what I, in the future I, any polarization. I almost think they have no choice, 
to ultimately at some point, whether it's in, you know, as a result of this election or the next one or the one mm-hmm. after that, does anybody really think this political climate's going to change anytime soon? No. no. Um, I'm sure there's Imagineers working on this, that they, they, they need to go in a different direction and still sort of have the... But until then, they're going to keep it closed because I don't think they're going to open it, even if they put a new Donald Trump in. Because I don't think they're unless they're doing some other stuff to be prepared for what's going to happen. Yeah, like he, like Corey said, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, bulletproof all- glass around the animatronic because they're afraid they're <laughs> going to shoot the animatronic. Leave the animatronic up. Play the show. If people start causing a scene, there's cast members that sit in there. Maybe put in two more. As soon as someone starts talking, throwing something, haul those people out. Give them trespasses. Yeah. If they yeah. want to keep doing it, and, them, yeah. and then all of a sudden. You know, as Kathy pointed out, this place where we're supposed to, you know, forget about life um, now becomes, you know, what, Selma, Alabama? Um, what, what's the Kent State? It's going to become this place where Disney is the police force and people, you know, are, are being, being thrown out and confronted. And then what's going to especially, you know, look at what we're talking about. Look at what goes on on college campuses right now. Or do you think that the, the likelihood isn't there that a cast member confronting a guest, no matter how inappropriately that guest is acting, about their political views, because that's how it's going to be viewed, not their behavior, their political views, that that could not easily get physical? It absolutely could. And I've so, watched it happen a lot. And that's, I, I think this is a tinderbox. As opposed to, you know, the occasion, the, it's occasional where a guest becomes violent. This is much more focused. This is much more prevalent. Everybody, everybody has these polarized, strong views on one side or the other. And it just seems to be getting worse. And it's all political. This is the only, quote unquote, political attraction that you will find at Walt Disney World. This is a political attraction now. Wasn't supposed to be. Supposed to be a celebration of the union. Supposed to be a celebration of the presidency. And now, <clears throat> now it's this. It doesn't have to be it though. It doesn't. If uh, we I mean, if we just help to not make it a political thing and help spread the word that it should be about our country's history and right or wrong. And, then, and look, I, Craig, you've yeah. known me long enough to know I'm an idealist. And I, I believe in ideals, but I also live in the real world. And yes, we should put that out there. And everyone should put that out there. But we know in the real world, that is not what's going to happen. And Disney has to deal in reality on something like this. They have to deal with what the experience is going to be when they open this attraction. You know what? Even if they revert back to just Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson talking or whoever, they're still going to protest it because it changed and Trump didn't get his voice, right? Absolutely. So no matter what they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. No, there's no question. Crap's going down. There's no question. This is a lose-lose for Disney, mm-hmm. no matter what they do. Um, and so um, I don't know. I don't know. I, and yeah, yeah, even if they reimagine it. But I think that would die down. That would be something that would be, you know, people would be up in arms and that would die down, as opposed to the current political climate. Every time something happened, 
Every time something happened in the news, every time there was a new controversy, every time, and, you know, I'm sorry, but this has been a very controversial administration. Um, regardless of what side you're on, it's controversial. So every time a new controversy comes up, that, you know, it's going, there's going to be another out. I don't know how Disney is going to handle I don't envy them on this. I'm going to no. go in because I'm just curious. Oh, oh. I, I'm well, going well, oh, no, to. I'm going with popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I we all want to see. Is he going to be standing there tweeting with his phone or what's he going to be doing, you know? No. Well, it, I'm, I'm it, sure he will not be there tweeting with his phone. He's going to have a golf club. Um, <laughs> I, no, come on, guys. Come on. I, I okay. did not want it to go there. Um, okay. The. I, I, you know, but I will I have go to. I, 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 what I do know is that whatever Disney does with this will be done thoughtfully and will be done, you know, whether or not it works out the way they want, want it to or not. I, that I don't know. But I have to believe the reason this has taken so long is not because they're modifying the air conditioning system. Right. It is because mm-hmm. they're not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not sure, or they have made it, they made a decision and implementing that is taking longer than they would have liked. Um, no way they could have realized that this would be the impact of this election. And I think in order to make the attraction about getting it away from the risk of political uh, issues like this, is to make it just, you know, think, uh, you know, the, the American adventure. In World Showcase, you know, some broader themes, mm-hmm. I, the idealism Craig was talking about. Um, keep it focused on that. It has and take to. the personalities, take the personalities of the individual presidents. I, I hate to say it out of the equation. You, Would love to hear what you guys think about this podcast at disunplug.com. Give us your thoughts. What do you think Disney is or should be doing? In regards to the Hall of Presidents, and as much as I've enjoyed this discussion, we have to move on to rapid fire. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Go that way. Yeah, we are. To, we, <laughs> see, this is why I love the, like adding discussion into this because look how look where we are. Okay, we still have to talk about the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, go that way. Can you go the other way? No, I'm not going the other way. Okay, hang on. Hang is this your first time on the show? It is. <laughs> the first time today. <laughs> <laughs> first time today with these new meds. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. All right, so we'll go to you, Teresa. Okay, so new spaces and experiences debuting on the Disney Magic Disney Cruise Line in 2018. Um, An enchanted dining experience for families at Rapunzel's Royal Table. Your family will delight in an all-new dining experience inspired by the beloved Tangled. So that's one of the experiences. I'm not going to read all of this because it's just way a lot. But It's um, way a lot. It's way a lot. Well, okay? well said. Let me do that. Redesigning retreat just for teens. Vibe, which if you've not been in Vibe, is absolutely cute. It's, a, it's an awesome space. Um, is being transformed into a trendy urban loft environment. As Vibe teens can enjoy a new coffee and smoothie bar, play videos and virtual reality games, and check out other cool activities. You're too old, Charles. Don't even think about it. Okay, elsewhere on the Disney Magic, other enhancements include an addition to the Club Disney Junior at Disney Oceaneers Club for children and a redesigned rainforest room with steam and hydrotherapy and census spa for the adults. And there's a new tropical-themed Cove Cafe Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I skipped that one. A tropical-themed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. On a cruise ship. 
What do you think? Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Some steel drums inside the... Right? Sorry. I don't know. I like that they're always changing it up, you know? Let's change it up a little bit, because why not? Yeah, what, I mean, I don't, I'm just confused as to why this one came so quickly. I know they want more Rapunzel everywhere. That's why she keeps popping up more and mm-hmm. more and more. But Magic just went through. It did. Dry Dock, what? That was four years ago? No, it wasn't that far happened? back. When, when no. all the big changes were made. Like yeah, that was a bit, the, the big changes were about four years ago, yeah, yeah, four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I liked it. So I guess I read somewhere that it's Karaoke's is getting the boot, and that's where is Rapunzel's is Is that where is Rapunzel's going to go? That's what I read somewhere. I, couldn't, I, wanna... I, I, I saw lots of people asking about it. But yeah, I yeah, it's a better see. swap. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's At least we have a uh, podcast that we recorded in you know, that room. I need so to go. I need to go. There. You know what? I'm going to book a cruise. Take me. No. <laughs> no. I need to get away from my people. Do the maybe, dream. Go maybe. check that out might be the fun. Beauty, new beauty would be beauty fun, show. wouldn't it? That might be fun. I'll do it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> last time I invited you someplace, you, 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 you stood me up the, uh, at the last Beat. minute. Beat. You stood me up. I was going to take you to dinner at Chico. It's like, oh, no, never mind. I had other plans. The she one, what, the one hair. day, shut up, Charles. The one day She's here, I had a plan. I had a plan. Normally, I just sit at home and watch old reruns. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've told you to stop calling your husband old rerun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Teresa. Charles. By the way, you stood me up as well. Um, oh God. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Star Wars Galactic Knights is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios on December 16th, um, and it's got a bunch of stuff in store. Warwick Davis is going to be there. Um, Warwick Davis is Willow, but he was also Wicket in the Ewoks, and he's actually been in a ton of different franchise roles. He was in The Phantom Menace. He was in... um, uh, he will be in The Last Jedi and Solo, and he was in The Force Awakens as well. He was also in uh, the Harry Potter movies. He was in the Harry Potter. He's been in everything. He, my entire life I've been watching Warwick Davis movies. This is actually really cool if you get, ever get a chance to see him. I think they basically just keep him chained in Orlando somewhere at this point and roll him yeah. out for Harry Potter events or Star Wars. Hey, good for him, working actor. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But um, uh, along with that, there's going to be a Galaxy's Edge panel, which is a big draw. So that's going to have um, people from Lucasfilm and also Walt Disney Imagineering. And we're going to be talking about the behind-the-scenes stuff, the construction stuff, all of the um, interesting updates for Galaxy's Edge. Is it, is it me? I'm, I, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. Has Hollywood Studios gotten more interesting since half of it shut down? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think because they have really had to challenge themselves. You know, you, uh, Craig is telling—I haven't been over there yet—but Craig is telling me that the Christmas decorations are unbelievable. Yep. Over there this year, he's got mm-hmm. a vlog. He and Kylie have a vlog up about that. And Corey. And Corey. Yeah. You, you, was he in the was he in the vlog? Yeah, when we went back and uh, did it at night. Oh, I, I didn't watch that one. I watched balls. the one where you were riding Tower of Terror and yeah. the Muppets. <laughs> um, I have to go back and watch that one. So there are two vlogs out now. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm hearing, you know, actually hearing positive feedback from I people. I was there last night to see the the thing down Sunset Boulevard, and that street was just jam packed with people. But most people were standing there going, it's no Osborne Lights. Well, oh. of course it's not. I know. <laughs> it it I actually know. probably is. They just moved it. 
But it was nice because then if you wanted to go to the other part of the park, there was hardly anybody there. Everybody was over there watching. And it was okay. Sunset Boulevard's beautiful. This time. It is, yeah. but watching the show up on Tower of Terror was like, uh, okay. I mean, like, it was okay. Did you watch I, all of them? I'm looking just, forward no, to No, quite that. a bit of it. And it, it's like, I don't know, it, it, it didn't like touch me Can't it was to- sort of like it was something to hey let's draw everybody over to this side of the park it's like it was a it was a good attempt but it's like they needed to do something else um so now charles when is this galaxy's edge going on um december 16th and since you mentioned the tower projections uh it's also going to have those as well uh star wars themed with stunning locations from across the galaxy stunning. are going to be put on now there. is this a hard ticket event um, to my knowledge, yes, it is a hard ticket event. Am I right on this? Anybody yes, correct me if I'm wrong? Yes, it's hundred thirty dollars. There we go. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Um, Discounts available. Yeah, and uh, guests there are also going to be the first to see the um, new Last Jedi editions that are going to happen at Launch Bay, um, Path of the Jedi, and Star Wars: A Galactic Spectacular. So, awesome! Should be a fun evening for Star Wars fans. So you didn't like it? Well, I'm telling you, the number of emails that are already coming in about Uh, all the presidents. Oh, wow. (laughs) We're not going into it again. It's your personal email, right? (laughs) Next week. No, it's it's unplugged. Uh (laughs) Um, Next week we'll talk about it. But all right, thank you, Charles. (coughs) Kathy, what do you got? Okay, there's a new ramp from World Drive right in front of um, when you get to the Auto Plaza there. If you're going to the resorts... You can go to the right. There's the ramp takes you to the right-hand side of the. Yeah, I can't describe it without hands. To the right side of the auto plaza, and you come down to Vista Drive, and there's a light there. And then you make a left, and then you sort of like go back the way you always went if you were going towards like the Contemporary. And I understand there's a lot of confusion in that area, and Disney's telling you to. Um, allow extra time if you're going through there and just because i know people are going to think this there is no way to park your car if you're trying to avoid paying the parking charge you can't just swing around somewhere and get into the lot so this really the new ramp this is all part of the the flyover that they're working on but this is the first stage of it yeah and with it it's not like don't think ramp of like going up it is. It's flat. It's more of just a road bypass. Yeah, there's to a get little around bit of it. a it's, incline, but yeah, not much. What degree of incline? We must know. I, I would say a Speed solid one percent. <laughs> so of course, of course, Craig is going to answer that. <laughs> a solid one percent. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. Corey. Okay, uh, dates for the Disney After Hours event has been extended beyond January and February into March. Very excited about this. This is a three-hour park um, experience that takes place after the park closes um, to regular day guests in the Magic Kingdom. The cost, um, if you buy your tickets a day of, will be $124 per person. This uh, is both for children and adults. Uh, Tickets online will be um, $119, and annual pass holders in DVC will be $89 per person. There are 25 attractions open. You also get several character meet and greets, uh, unlimited popcorn, ice cream, and refreshments that are included. And um, the times will vary depending on what day you choose. But, you know, so if it parks close at 8, then you'll be there till 11. And kind of go from there. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, it's, it's fun. It's fun, especially if you love photos. <laughs> All right. Craig? 
Okay. Uh, the next year's, this year's, whatever year's, 2018 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival uh, will be held the 28th to the February 28th to May 28th and 25th anniversary. So have stuff that it's had every It's a big year. window. Yeah, always a big window. So I, I really don't know what else to say. Spectacular opened. <laughs> well, you were there. <laughs> you were there for that uh, yesterday, weren't you? That's true. And what did you think of it? I was there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> Rhino. Uh, so, Chosa de Margarita it just opened in Epcot's Mexico Pavilion. This was the the replacement. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, the replacement margarita stand for the one that had closed, I don't know, over a year ago, I guess now. It's been gone for a while. but um, So this new stand offers both frozen and signature margaritas, beer, empanadas, tacos, and guacamole. Um, it opened yesterday. Uh, the drinks are ranging uh, price from uh, $14 to $14.50, I guess. Um, and then the frozen margaritas are $10.25 to $10.50. Beers, 875 to 975 and there's a non-alcoholic beverage as well, which I think is pretty cool. And then food is ranging from 8 to $10-ish, $795 to, to $975. Um, but I'm pretty excited for this because I've gotten very tired. Uh, margaritas are definitely one of my favorite like treats to get when you go around the World Showcase in there. I always thought they were a lot of fun on a hot Florida day, and they make you feel great. But... I like that there's non-alcoholic themed drinks that are making their way to Disney too, and then I also, I'm just tired of going inside to La Cava Tequila because it's always so so busy. Yeah. So yeah, so here it's always yeah packed. This is a nice kind of addition that you don't have to go off the beaten the beaten trail for or whatever whatever the expression is. I don't care, but I'm excited. Wow. I'm excited to get over there. Hopefully, sometime this week we'll go and do a vlog or something. Who knows? Maybe I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. Rhino on uh, tequila. <laughs> it's my friendly alcohol. Actually. Yeah, because that's what tequila is. Yeah. What is Corey? What do you call it? Liquid aggression. Liquid aggression. <laughs> I call oh it my! Make out gold. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for that. Let's uh, move on and discuss this year's Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. While I get back to <clears throat> that page. So I'm busy buying tickets to I Star bet. Wars thing. <laughs> um, I learn about things here on the show. Um, okay, so Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party going on select dates uh, November and December. Um, quite a few uh, dates, actually. Uh, the only one sold out so far was the first, the first night, November 9th. Everything else is still available. Uh, that's not going to stay the case, especially as you get closer to Christmas. These are going to be... Uh, th- these are going to be going uh, very, very quickly. And you got prices ranging from uh, $94 uh, to uh, $109 if you're going closer to Christmas. Uh, of course, there are uh, some discounts for annual pass holders, DVC members, things like that. Um, you know, before I start giving my thoughts, because um, I'll say I really enjoyed it. This year, and I thought there were some really cool changes this year. But I want to—I want your thoughts, Kathy. Have you been yet? Mm-mm. You haven't been yet, Corey. What'd you think? I enjoyed the changes. I think one of the um, things I've always, you know, said that you can—you can only eat so many cookies and hot chocolate. 
uh, throughout the entire event. But I, I know for most people, not really. But they they change it up with like pretzels at one location, snow cones at another. They still mm. offer the cookies and um, a variety of different uh, drinks. I like that change too. I also like when we went, it wasn't hot, so it kind of helped mm. get into the yeah. spirit a little bit. It, it wasn't cold, but it wasn't. I wasn't sweating. Well, yeah. And we also didn't go on the first night, and so it didn't, and so it rain, didn't rain on us. <laughs> so it, those. Well, things, I think I always thought it was more you being there. Yeah, I think that was, uh, brought about yeah. the rain. Um, but you know, it didn't rain. I was very happy yeah. about that. I was very happy about that. Um, Charles, what were your thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it, and uh, this party is actually a little bit of an anniversary for me. Um, the first time in my adult life that I come back to the Magic Kingdom was two years ago at this party. So I really enjoy it. And uh, um, I don't have, you know, years and years worth of comparisons or anything like that. All I can say is that I find it fun. I find it entertaining. The the different snacks and snack stands that uh, I know is a recent switch up. And I really enjoyed it. I thought most of them were pretty cool. And I liked traveling around if they all serve the same thing. There's no point to hit so many different locations. But traveling around from one to another was like a fun little side trip thing. So um, yeah, I had a great time. I always enjoy the fireworks. And it is like, it's magical. It is a great experience to be part of. So Craig, what were your thoughts? I mean, I think I don't remember if it was sometime after the Halloween party or when we discussed that, where we kind of went over what do we prefer, Halloween or Christmas party. And I went with Christmas party, and it's just secured on that. Uh, the only, in my opinion, the only thing that the Halloween party beats against the Christmas party is the stage show. Like, I'm already, I'm already at that point where... I'm getting kind of tired of the Hocus Pocus show. I just, I, they need to stop trying to make Dr. Facilier happen. He's never going <laughs> to I work. I love Dr. Facilier. <laughs> He's never going to Heretic. work. Heretic. But I do love Oogie Boogie, and that makes, that makes up for a lot of it. I, I'm glad they changed up the Christmas stage show, but the, the Kristen Bell text me Merry Christmas oh, song is literally I would rather drill like into my ears their phones though yeah, it's it. just oh. it's awful it's that sounds really timely. bad no it is terrible <laughs> and uh, and I hate that they close out that show singing a song from Muppet Christmas Carol but there's not a single freaking Muppet on the stage I know that's not a requirement but it's just, it's one of those, it's pet peeve. I'll tell you, Steve eviscerated that stage show in, oh, his, in his write-up. Yeah, it, it, it's awful. It's, I, I, I don't like that it's going. about the two human characters either, if you want to throw that in. Yeah. I, I, that, I have an issue with that, too. But, I, I mean, I do enjoy that they tried to bring in, like, three caballeros using different characters they don't do. But overall, the, the show is just a mess. I, if they run it next year as well, too, then... There's someone that needs to be uh, rethought of in that that whole process there. But we said somebody should get fired, Craig. Uh, I would never suggest that. Maybe they just need to reshift positions. Uh, but I, I think Holiday Wishes is just. It, it might be actually my favorite fireworks. It's show. amazing. It's something about the the choice of the music. Like with with Happy Hallow Wishes, I always feel like you need. They need good projections to match up with the show. I'm not a fan of the soundtrack anymore, but with Holiday Wishes, the blend of kind of original music and then Christmas music just 
it, it works perfectly. I love that show. And the parade, having it snow on Main Street, there, there's just something something else about mm. that, especially on like a nice chilly night like we did have. And, I mean, I, I ate my fair share of pretzels and shortbread cookies. Yeah, and, your fair share? Yeah. You had at least 12 cookies before in the first, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> I was <laughs> concerned about your sugar intake. I have a question about the cookies. Someone had told me they're individually wrapped now, but then no, I saw... No, they're not no, individually the wrapped. They're cookie. just... They're, they're, there are different ones. I, mean, I will say this. Um, there is a cookie introduced at this party that I think probably should be uh, put up for a Nobel Prize. Uh, this oh, my gosh. This was the Peppermint Crunch Cookie. Oh, that was my favorite, too. That, so it was a sugar cookie with peppermint is, in it? Basically, it's a... Just think of, like... Imagine if you made a cookie out of candy cane. Um, it was incredible. Do you remember what location it was? Um, they it was had it at uh, Pete Silly Sideshow, yeah. a storybook circus in Fantasyland. They also had them over at... Um, uh, Got a picture? Uh, Pinocchio's Village House. Um, they weren't supposed to. Well, they have a variety of cookies. Yeah, it's um, all on the map. I'm looking at the map now. Okay. Um, so the map, does the map tell you where each yes. treat is? Yeah. yeah. And that was something I thought was awesome this year, mm-hmm. was there was something different at every location. That's so nice. Tortuga Tavern had a snowman soft pretzel and a snow cone. Now, uh, calling it a snow cone is being generous. Uh, this was chopped ice with blue stuff poured on top of it. But yes. I applaud the effort. I'm not going to take points off for that. I, you, like, you go, girl. That's We want to see more of that. They tried. Um, Liberty Square ticket office had ginger molasses cookies. were oh, very good. That sounds good. And eggnog. Oh. And it was good eggnog, too. Oh, those two go together. Um, wow. And non-alcoholic, okay. of course. Um, Friar's Nook had... Uh, just a dub chocolate, just like pieces of dub chocolate and a sparkling apple cider. Um, Pete Silly Sideshow and Storybook Circus uh, had peppermint crunch cookie and Nestle Nesquik. Yeah, they were handing um, out the whole little bottle. Yeah, little bottle yeah. of Nesquik. Um, oh. Pinocchio's Village House, hot chocolate, apple cider, and a selection of cookies. Uh, Cosmic Rays, a snickerdoodle cookie, and uh, hot chocolate. That was the one place I didn't get into was Cosmic Rays. And uh, Anti Gravity's. Uh, galactic goodies uh, in Tomorrowland had a Santa Claus cookie and a snow cone, um, and you know the Santa Claus cookie was just like a sugar cookie type thing. Shaped like um, Santa. I thought that was really cool. Um, they made up. They they, they changed up uh, the parade a little bit. Um, I thought right. No, they I don't didn't, believe I don't they, they didn't, did. It, I thought Frozen had a bigger presence this year. It felt to me. Uh, no, they added the Frozen came into the parade about two years. Right, no, I know it's been there before, but it felt like there was more Frozen this year than there was last. I could be wrong. I'd it's still, the, still the Olaf float, uh, the uh, the girls and the, the girls, and, and then and the um, ski- ice skaters, the name? skiers or whatever, too. Skiers and Kristoff. And Kristoff, he has his, his own name? float. Um, or whatever his name is, I don't know. It's Kristoff. Kristoff. <laughs> Correct me when I'm right. Um, <laughs> I will tell you though the I'm just beating up on you lately, aren't you I? Are. I think I'm gonna do something nice for you. I will tell you that the lines for the meet and greets were <laughs> very long. There was a line for uh, Snow White and uh, Aurora. I think it was 75 minutes. Wow, that, that's long yeah. <laughs> for for, a, for a limited time. Party. And back where you know Tiani, I don't know who's back there now, but behind the holiday uh, holiday shop. Um, that meet and greet area, we saw Jack Skellington, like Santa mm-hmm. Jack Skellington, oh, wow. 
And there was virtually no line. Really? There wow. was virtually no line. That's where he was for the Halloween huh. party, too. Um, I, well, I think overall with the meet and greets, the thing that's happening is because the entertainment isn't changing up enough and it's a lot of the same. I think at this point now, that's what people are one of the biggest selves is to go meet these characters in costumes that you can only get mm-hmm. at these parties. Whereas, I mean, it's if you say like, oh, well, you know, I want to meet Jack and the dwarfs and everyone this year. I know that ho- I know that Holiday Wishes is going to be the same next year when I come. I mean, that's a safe assumption at this point, but I I, I don't know. Character lines are getting out of control. They really are. Yeah, the meet and greet lines. I want to yeah. see Jack with the dwarves. <laughs> no, you're not going to see that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, honey. I thought it'd be fun. Um, How see, many now, reindeer are there? We had, you know, the experience we had. We started out with dinner at Liberty Tree Tavern, which was a subject of a. Uh, Disney Dining Show review that we're putting up in a couple weeks. Um, so I'm going to make you wait to see what we said about it. Um, but, you know, so we did that. We, we got there about three o'clock yeah. and had, you know, had lunch, dinner. Uh, and then something they're doing a little different this year than in past years. Uh, now, day guests, after six o'clock, day guests can only be on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not allowed on attractions. You're not allowed outside the hub if you don't have a wristband. So it used to be 7 o'clock. But I think they were just having too much trouble with the convergence. You had the Mm. people lingering and things like that. That used to be part of our entertainment. Yeah, sweep them out. out. Um, So from 6 to 7, if you're a day guest and not going to the party, you can eat and shop on Main Street, stay to watch the... Uh, the show at 6.15 for the, I guess, the castle lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then you're out. But you can't be anywhere else in the park. So yeah. that made areas outside of Main Street really enjoyable. Yeah. Because Main Street is just kind of crazy. And then you get off of Main Street, and it's not crazy. It was not bad at all. And then, of course, you know, what happens to the lines um, at the attractions? It's a great... It's one of the best reasons... To like, if you you know, if you make a party day, you know, replace that for a, a Magic Kingdom day on your on your park hopper, yep. um, because you really, you know, whereas Pirates, when we got into the park at three o'clock, Pirates was a forty five minute wait. Mm-hmm. At six thirty, it was five minutes. It was yeah. a walk on. Wow. Um, so it really does, you know, it really does help out with with those lines. Um, agree with Craig wholeheartedly. Holiday wishes. I, I just, I, 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 it, it defies logic. How beautiful a show that is! It just is incredible. Um, we also had uh, Charles and I had the experience of one of our friends uh, being with us. Steve Porter was also with us that night. But one of our friends, um, who's not in the realm here, is not you know, not a Disney fan, has never been to the Magic Kingdom. That was his first time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moved to Florida about three years ago. And so it was really cool seeing this through his eyes because he was just like, what? Like, we're on Main Street. And he's like, okay, it's snowing on Main Street. He's like, this is really cool. Oh, um, nice. And kind of having that experience mm-hmm. was neat and like taking him on some of the attractions and 
Um, and, and with holiday wishes, you, you, you know when like the people around you are seeing it for the first time, all those oohs and ahs, mm-hmm. and when the, the castle lights up, you're like, ooh. It's just yeah, great. Cause it's, it, yeah, because he saw the castle lit up. He's yeah. like, oh, wow. I, I do. We really should take him back um, so that we're not working. Um, I felt bad that you know we were doing stuff we were working which but all he says like he goes you have the best job ever <laughs> i'm like it's a pretty cool job but so that was a that was a a cool additional experience for me i think that i got to kind of see that you don't get that experience too often first mm-hmm. time in the magic kingdom um but and i have to tell you the cast members were phenomenal phenomenal we i don't know if we just hit the cast cast member lottery that day Every single one we ran into, and even though I talk about it in the dining show, um, Tyler at Liberty Tree Tavern, amazing, one of the best servers I've had in years. He was incredible, absolutely incredible, pure Disney fan, knew his stuff. It was incredible. So you get a chance to see Tyler uh, be in, sit in his station when you go to Liberty Tree Tavern, absolutely take it. But that like, kind of started it off. And then, you know, even at the, you know, uh, the locations for the cookies and things like that, everybody was just so upbeat, so happy, having such a good time. Uh, it just, it really, it's, it's nice. see that a lot at those parties. Everyone but the one parade audience control cast oh. member. Can who decided you get that over was a I saw your picture. What happened? He's, we were, I was in my spot for probably about 50 minutes or so waiting for the parade. Looking right down Main Street. Looking right down Main Street. First, I was in a spot for for about 30 minutes, and then they said, hey, we're having some last-minute filming with our production crew, so they're going to need that spot. So I'm like, okay, I'll move over a little bit, get another spot, and I'm there for – it's coming up to like 25 minutes until the parade starts. And then one of the parade audience control cast members who has seen me – he's the one who kicked me out of the other spot mm-hmm. – saw where I was set up standing waiting along with other people and then decided to just stand right in front of us the entire time and like a, not even a minute in i actually like you just tapped nudged, him i said, tapped him and me. i said excuse me are you able to stand back and he smiled at me and that was it then he turned around didn't acknowledge us for the rest of the show was that the smile he used because that's kind of it was every every time that he like saw like because i had a zoom lens like every time i went to go get a close thing he just took one step over i could see him doing it he took the one step why would he do that i don't know we were in the rope we were where we were supposed to be yeah and he didn't they didn't even it was as if i could maybe he doesn't doesn't like us well, in, I don't know. Maybe but, that is, but it was extremely rude. The fact that I just asked him, like, hey, can you move down to the side? And instead, he was just having conversations with the guy yeah. across. And I know the difference. I've had many friends that worked pack at Magic Kingdom. I know the difference between, like, looking to spot people who might try to, like, run out in the parade, do something wrong. He was just kind of, like, doing hand signals back and forth with his buddy. That was across the street. It was so talking about you, probably. Rude. Maybe it was. Well, but you know I, what? I'll kick I, him I, if I see him I'm again. Really sorry. No, you won't. Um, I'm sorry you Outside. had that experience. I will tell you that um, my, I, I, they were amazing. Cast members were. Well, we walked around all night, saying, "Wow, God, the cast members are really good tonight." Um, so I was really, really happy about that. But um, is it worth a hundred dollars? 
<laughs> is, is anything worth a hundred dollars? See, I, like I think of it. Uh, you think it was? I think of it four hundred dollars. Yeah, I think you know, it was. $200. Okay, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an even better example. Um, you're going, you know, you do it with your wife and your two kids. The experience your children have is it worth four hundred dollars? We would have to get there like early, 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 not to save money because we all have annual passes, but we would have to make a full day out of it uh, to really be a. You're not answering the question. Yes, I would pay it. Is it? And, and I, I will. Ask but you, I will pay it. But I will, I'm, not, I'm not asking you if you'll pay it. I'm asking, do you think it's worth it? God, I wish it was just a little bit less. I wish it was like seventy-five dollars, to be honest. <laughs> no, if you, so you, you can get into the park starting at four. It's open till mm-hmm. twelve. It's eight hours. It's a hundred. If it's a hundred bucks a person, I mean, what's a one, park, the, one day question, ticket is a hundred and ten dollars uh, a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. My uh, the thing I think you have to look at it. It's not as locals for us. Is it worth it? That's obviously difficult because we have an annual pass. If my parents, when they come down from Pennsylvania, it's one of those things. Every single time there's that discussion, are we going to do it or are we going to not do it? And I'd say nine times out of ten, they end up doing it. Because if you're coming in from out of town during the holidays, you want the full experience. So it's worth the money. At least for me, I don't walk out disappointed. No. And I live here and I do it all the time. And I don't walk out disappointed. I imagine most people... Uh, you know, absolutely walk out thrilled. Oh, I yeah. never leave a park. I have never, in the 10 years, whatever I've been yeah. going, never left a party disappointed. You leave wet, but not disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> only if you're there. Only if you're there, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's worth it. I, didn't, I haven't gone yet this year, but I think it's worth it because, especially for living in Florida, it gives you that Christmas mm-hmm. mood it that does. you need that yeah. we don't get externally. Right. Snow. <laughs> Snow. For example. Cold. Whatever. We don't get that here. I, I have to have that to, you know, to function. Uh, to function, yeah. Hey. And if you're coming in as a guest from somewhere else, I think it's well worth it. Skip a park day. Yeah, yeah. Cut that ticket off and do it because you're here. It's the holidays. You got to do this crap because it's. Right. And not only it's, that, if you come at night. Um, and you do walk-ons to the different rides. That exactly. in itself mm-hmm. is worth something. That's Absolutely. the only time I can get Stella in the park because of her anxiety is when I know it's not a lot of people. So then I, she knows she can just walk on to something. And she's not going to be standing there in line freaking out for you know right. two hours. Rhino didn't get to share his opinion. Oh, oh look at him. Okay. He's all... <laughs> Sorry. So, Rido, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I actually thought this was the first year where... My opinion was almost tipped more toward. I've said before that I like the Halloween party because I I like Halloween so much. And like as an adult, I enjoy that there's a venue that you can go like dressed up and you know and trick or treating. So you can still it like turns you into a kid. And I have complained like about the I like the idea of you get the bags of candy when you leave. And I like the entertainment more at the Halloween thing. But this was the first year where I was like okay. With the switching up of the treats, like they did last year, and clearly they're still doing that because the pretzel thing was a nice touch that it wasn't just cookies. Because mm-hmm. that's also been my issue: is that I go in, I don't want just sugar, 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 because right. it's going to give me a migraine afterwards, or it's just going to make me really tired. And so, I liked that they had pretzels, and I I think if the castle show were a little bit different, and uh, I don't know, I think it was because we went and it was a cold night too. I think that really, really changes. It makes the a difference at the yeah. party because when it was snowing and I was wearing my like jean jacket with my flannel and I had mm-hmm. my Grinch, I was like, oh, this 
it was I even told Craig I was like I'm getting really sad and he was like well that's the holiday spirit and I was like what depression seasonal affective disorder it's a little melancholy you get going yeah. because you're you're thinking about your past you and your home, child yeah. and you miss yeah. home I understand that yeah. yeah so this was the first time like I in a long time that's really I have less experience with the Christmas party than I do the Halloween party too so that this was a that was a big change for me so. it's cold enough to put a scarf on I'm I'm on board yeah <laughs> you know pull out my scarf and off I go. I'm always excited when I can wear it in my, my cold weather clothes. Right. You know? Yeah. But uh, so, scale of one to ten, Rhino, what do you give the party this year? Oh, um, honestly, I would I'd probably give it like a seven and a half or an eight. I, I'd probably say an eight. That's that's not unfair to say seven and a half. Um, I think that it actually was way better than I missed the Halloween party with you guys because I was really sick. But I went the next week and it was the worst experience I've maybe ever had at the Halloween party and a terrible experience at Magic Kingdom. So, like, that left a really sour taste in my mouth. And this night, kind of, like, it was it was good. I mean, we didn't see you guys as much as I wanted, but, like, it... it I, I don't know. I, I think I, I enjoyed this experience this year way better than the other one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an 8. Greg? Uh, it's, a, it's an 8 out of 10. It could be a 9 out of 10 if they would get rid of the texting song in the stage show and i don't want to harp on that but like that's a big part of the entire experience so it's that's the big ding i also really hate daisy i I know this is really bad but i just hate (laughs) daisy's voice sounds like just a canned voice that you could pull out of anywhere and so it doesn't have it's got this weird old lady sound to it that's not her voice i don't know i don't like it she don't like old ladies no no no, i love old ladies voice don't get me wrong it's just a weird I, I I don't know and it and so much about Keep Daisy talking. in that song. Okay. So, oh God! You know, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm gonna switch off of us. <laughs> uh, wow! All right, Charles. Scale of one to ten. Uh, nine. I think. Ooh. Um, I'm uh, stage shows don't really matter to me, and mm-hmm. I really like taking advantage of you know the. Uh, hitting children. up rides during the, uh, taking <laughs> oh, advantage okay. of the children yes of the children not being present so that I can get on rides um, <laughs> but no I mean as, as far as sheer enjoyment and stuff like that it, it's yeah it's a pretty much a, a solid nine I think do you have a different I'm, face when you're you have pure enjoyment because this is that's it this is it this is <laughs> that's happy face this is me bursting with glee alright wow like, okay I just wondered we, yeah. we, we talked about doing you don't want to see me morose <laughs> yeah just doing something like you know Charles happy face sad face excited face and it's all the same it's all the same I have RBF it's a condition I have that no you don't you don't have RBF <laughs> no she doesn't and for those who don't know, it's resting B-word face. No, I do. If, if I'm just sitting, my no. natural face is Then that's your king. Okay. okay? If you're in the RBF Bow crowd, down. that's your king. Um, it's the eyebrows. you got to bring him up. Okay. <laughs> Corey, one to ten. Um, I would say eight. Uh, I would give it a nine if the, the character meet and greet lines were shorter. Because I know when I do bring the kids, I'm going to have to walk and say, you don't want to meet Snow White, do you? You want to do this? I, I actually do. Like, look the other way, kids. Oh, and, I used to do and, that. Yeah, so I, I would give we'll it a nine if, um, if those lines were shorter. Also, I loved the the addition of the the variety of treats and snack locations. I thought that and the cell phone song, which I can't wait to see. Yeah, and um, I'm with Charles. I'm not a stage show guy. I don't really care about them. Um, so I don't make I don't spend any of my time doing that. I did it for you know Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool, but. Um, you know, based on my experience, uh, I'm also going to give it a nine. I thought it was 
outstanding, and I'm the one who paid for it. Um, what would make it a ten? Real snow. You know what? I think, I think if they, I think if they, you know, really changed up the parade, um, and uh, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe, maybe even expand the offerings. I mean, I, I and, and this is no, in no way a criticism because a nine's a good grade. Yeah. Um, and part of that, part of that grade is because of the, you know, that every location now has something a little different. And I thought that was great. So I mean, maybe if you know, maybe if there were more things um, offered at each location that were different, um, maybe that would push it. I don't know. How about um, decorations? Are they all over the park? Are they just they? You know, they. they uh, we also mentioned that that it seemed like there was more a presence, even if it's just done with lighting and projection. <laughs> um, there's more a presence of Christmas outside of Main Street. Than I have seen Which needs previously, to be, yeah. and so I, I felt like every pre- every place I went in the park that night felt like Christmas. Oh, that's good. Um, so you know, could they do more with the decorating? Yeah, probably. Maybe that would go. Maybe that would be the ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but all things considered, this party is so worth it, um, even at a hundred dollars. Although you can get discounts if you're an annual pass or DVC member. I think it's like eighty five or something like that. But overall, I, I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. Um, can't wait to go back and do it again. So, all right, there you have it. That will do it for our show for this week. I can't believe we went to two twenty. It's the longest show we've done in a long time. Very long time. But then again, we like we missed last week. So, apologize for that, by the way. Uh, that'll do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>